Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I've never apologized to a toilet before. Oh, dear. Yes, there's a message for room 228. Now, if it's a noise, smell, or flooding complaint, I can explain. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, featuring your hosts... Elsie Fox and Baco. Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with the flip floppy shit. L. What are we calling you this week? Uh, LLC? Little LBS pounds? Yeah, I'm not sure how far I'm going to take this. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I am flip floppy. It's also nice out, so that's kind of nice too, right? Yeah, right on. A little flip flop action, a little uh, smelling of the feet. It's mm, now in season. If you can smell catch that, a baby. whiff of the, uh, the corns. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the have, you, have, you, have you clipped your toenails? Are you ready for summer? I did, actually, two days ago. Uh, oh, well, Let me ask you this, Luce. How often do you clip your toenails? Uh, I clip my toenails when they start cutting through my socks, I believe, <laughs> is, is, is basically where, it, where you put on a pair of socks and it slices right through the side. You're like, that yeah. big toe when it turns into a knife? It's yeah. time to clip. What do you think? Yeah, you know, people used to repair their socks. They called it darning the socks, but... Uh... <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Go get some new socks, man. Yeah. Um, I uh, I thought Jerry Seinfeld had the best answer on an episode of Seinfeld, and it was uh, every two to eight weeks. And that that's pretty... <laughs> it was weird when he says that, you know, I thought to myself, I was like... Because, you know, fingernails are about weekly. It's pretty regular, but it seems like toenails don't really grow at the a consistent rate. Maybe it's the lack of... Like natural light, uh, <laughs> natural light. That's what it is. They're like plants. During the summer, they they expand. It's, I'd like to look that up on uh, some kind of medical journal about uh, about uh, solar power and toenails. Let's, let's actually, just, uh, let's let's do something we haven't done before. Let's task one of our listeners with that job. Who do you who hmm. do you think would be the? I mean, Sean Cullen, uh, David Cathy. Uh, no, I I think that uh, the person the the. <laughs> The person that I always like to task uh, things with, uh, you know, any, any kind of activity we need done is Andy Shaw. The last time I saw a body like yours, you know, I was burying it in my basement. Because oh. if, you, if I need somebody Damn. to sing, to sing, you know, I think we go with Sean Cullen. Sean Cullen, I think he needs to be, do the research. He's, he's, we haven't asked him to do anything yet. I think no. toenails should be the, the ask. <laughs> what an think? honor. <laughs> right. All right, let us know, Sean, how fast do toenails grow, and are they affected by, uh, like, wearing sandals instead of tennis shoes? Hold on. I just Open spilled toe. coffee. <laughs> That's going to be the Easter egg. I've officially made it, I think, four years without ever spilling coffee on my desk here, and I just did it. I was just thinking about a rookie move, that is, because, like, I don't know how many times I spilt beer, and I never stopped the show. Well, this also sta- this Back also in the stands day. carpet. Stands carpet, bro. Hold on. When did you put carpet in there? So there's your assignment, Sean. Yeah. It also, we'd like to know, where do you cut your fingernails and toenails? Because what do you do? Do you stand over the toilet and hopefully they, they flick <laughs> right off of your thumb into the, the proper place? Or do you just let them fly? Let parts of your body just like lay around the house? Where, where do you do it? Do you want to know what my answer would be or what yeah, my yeah. wife would say I do? Okay. Well, both. Either one. Uh, Amy would say I just basically do it as near to her as I possibly can and just, you know, <laughs> let them fucking, you know, shoot off. That's She's always disgusting. like warning the cats, like, "Look out, Daddy's cutting his toenails." Like, no, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, typically, um, you know, uh, it, I do it. <laughs> I do it in the living room over a, a newspaper, and then I ball it up and throw it in the trash. Absolutely disgusting. So the it answer to that for all all uh, civilized humans is outside. That's the only place you do. It. I don't care if it's the dead of winter. You walk your ass outside <laughs> and you let your pieces of your body fly. Oh, into but the yard. you are just such a little Nancy boy. I mean, they're just toenails. I'm not leaving them out. You know what I mean? I'm There's doing them worse. over receptacle to catch them and then immediately disposing of it. Mm-hmm. I just well, need we'll to, like, to watch some TV because it takes a while. My toenails are pretty thick. Okay. Uh, uh, so we'll end this segment with proper hygiene and self-care mm. is outside for toenails and for fingernails and also always finish with a wet wipe and we'll move on from here. Yes. Uh, plumbers, by the way, uh, would recommend you don't do that. So only use a wet wipe in public restrooms. Otherwise, you might have a 
a bit of a bill coming your way. There are flushable ones. Or just fill... fill well, uh, they understand that flushable is not like a technical term. That just means it will go down a toilet. You know what else is flushable? Marbles. Yeah. You know who told me that? <laughs> <laughs> a plumber. Those are more rollable. Yeah, but they, I'm saying they meet the standard that that is a that strict standard of using the word flushable on a package. So, well, how uh, about this then? How about if you take like, in other words, cur- there's no such thing. I will tell you that I'll counter that with say, let's say that you take you yourself are very clean, and then what you do is when you're done uh, with that last wet wipe, just put it in the trash can. What do you think about that? You and you have a problem with my toenail process. You <laughs> you got smeared poop in your ca- trash can next to you, like fucking a baby. Pretty highbrow cobra hat. Mmm, highbrow. Starting with the high. This, I like it. This is one that would actually be beneficial to I don't know pol- politicians or city leaders or you know state state officials, things of that nature. Right. The majority right. of our listeners. Um, well, and it came to light recently um, through tragedy. I might add they, that that um, that young man was shot by a cop who thought she was using a taser up in Brooklyn uh, Park here in, in the Twin Cities. Right. That would that is you know um, I don't know. It's about fifteen miles from where I'm at. But let, before I uh, explain something here, let me just explain. Kind of try to draw a picture for the listener. So the, the Twin Cities metro area. Let's just say it's a square, and right through the middle of the square is is the interstate. You know, going going north south. That's thirty five. Sure. Cutting through the middle the other way. So now you've got four equal cubes. Is another interstate. And then surrounding the entire square is a is a connected interstate. So that, so basically, you can drive around or through, and getting to most of the uh, the suburbs. That is the way you go. 
uh, including Brooklyn Park. You can get there through side streets and, and, and things of that nature. I'm sure Andy Shaw knows the best route from North <laughs> Minneapolis uh, heading up there. You should get a boob job to be a complete package, don't you know? Typically, I mean, especially Gene? if you don't live there, but you have to go there for something, let's say a protest yeah. that may turn into a riot. Okay. You would take this freeway system, depending on where you're coming from, but you're going to be on the, and you're going to be exiting there. Otherwise, you're going to be, your trip's going to be super, super long. So, um, the, the, the protest did turn kind of violent outside the police station there for a couple days. And then the, that led up to the weekend where supposedly a pre planned, uh, freeway construction started at uh, like 10 o'clock on Friday night and did not end till 5 a.m. Monday morning. And <laughs> there was no protesting or riots during those few days. So I'm like, hey, man, why don't we just do this every time? It's like, sorry, uh, you guys got to go. We are we are going to tear this entire street up this week and <laughs> rebuild the sewer. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to and just so basically you, you, you put all these like major inconveniences to to just be able to get there to protest. And then, then the protests will be more spread out and a little thinner populated, less likely to turn. Interesting. Violent. So you're going this is definitely highbrow. So you're just saying like wherever <laughs> wherever the the looting will possibly happen, you just shut that area down completely to get to it. That's what yeah, you're but, but you shut it down with like big machines and like you know, road construction. You make it, yeah, you, know, you make it impossible to get to because of like, you know, there's a there's a grader and a work crew, you know, right? Yeah, so you're saying you want your solution is to make looting <laughs> inconvenient. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm not uh, attacking protesting in general, not really my cup of tea, but you know, I, I do think it's an important part of being an American citizen, at least having that right to. But I'm not a big fan of riots or looting. And, uh, well, no, I know. But I'm yeah. saying, like, like, I think you have something there where you're like, okay, you got your cinder block and everything like that, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to throw this cinder block through the Dollar Tree. But if it's going to take me an extra 15 minutes to get to that Dollar Tree, I might not do it. There yes, we go. You gotta, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're packing up your, your uh, I don't know, your Molotov cocktails, your, your cinder block. I mean, there's a lot of stuff when you go looting, right? And not only that, going. but like by congesting traffic and then mm-hmm. the GPS doesn't know, you find out, what do you mean this exit's closed? Right. And now you got to go way out of your way and then there, you, you have other shit kind of, you, you just have the worst, set up the worst detour. And then the people just get frustrated and run out of steam and go home. But I'm thinking that also this will actually kind of um, just just like the actual damage will be spread out more because, you know, if I'm if I'm going to go loot something and I'm stuck in a traffic jam, I might just take that cinder block and throw it on the car in front of me <laughs> and, and everything like that or whatever like that and be like, I'm done. I've uh, already done my destruction. Uh, you know, they, and now, that? And uh, now who's who's involved now? State Farm, you're taking it off of the whole city budget. There's hey, no, there's no, yeah. there's no buildings being hurt. It's just cars. You are moving the damages over to a whole different expense center. As a city leader, this would be an amazing hack. What do you think? I, I yeah, I am. see. You, I think you just made it even better. You pointed out uh, some like un, maybe unintended consequences. Or uh, I have one even better though. Instead of the, just the highways, you make some of the most fucked up detours signs you've ever seen. That keeps, you know what I mean? When you close a road on. Well, that's what going, I was saying. I actually way. just said that a minute ago. Like, have just the worst detour set up. And, and like Which I said, their, their GPS circle, doesn't know. And yeah, they right. just keep going nowhere and they never really get to where they want. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're like, eh, I'm going to go home. Might suck gonna... if you live there and you're just trying to get home, but. 
you know, sure. small price to pay. Yeah, you're like I'm guessing if you live there, you and Nandy Shaw know the best route sideways, uh, side roads to go there. Oh yeah, you know my couch pulls out, but I don't, you know. I can see most people just being exhausted and saying, "I'm just going to go home and watch a marathon of King King of Queens." social media and stuff we're out there on twitter um of course we have our facebook page we have the website uh we didn't mention that at the beginning there that we are now a member of the pantheon podcast so we should probably bring that up don't you think oh yeah pantheon the premier music podcast mob yes once again we are uh basically riding the coattails of decibel geek so uh and others sure yeah i mean uh, actually um I was giving the the intro to to um, to the gentleman there at Pantheon that through uh, my friends at the Shout Out Loudcast, uh, Zeus and Tom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, and my, and my brain going. paused because I was typing while I was talking there. <laughs> Zeus and Tom, it wasn't that. <laughs> Unlike Luce, I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> Fair enough. Where you need to be doing ninety three things at once, otherwise, you know, it's just not the right thing. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we are one of, I don't know, 40 or 50 shows now mm-hmm. of different genres of music. And, um, you know, there's there's other shows on there that I've enjoyed, such as History in Five Songs by Martin Popoff. Uh, you've got our, like we just mentioned, Decibel Geeks on there. I believe they're being involved with the Rock and Pod Expo. Um, we've got, who else on there? The Hustle. Mm, right. Yeah, John Lamoureux. Um, yeah, uh, I was actually fortunate enough to be a guest on the Hook uh, a couple months back. Um, uh, that's a pretty good show. I've enjoyed. Let's see. Uh, well, of course, you know, I mentioned the Shout Out Loudcast. Probably the cl- like if if we were to be Kiss centric, that's probably pretty close to how we would handle it. The, they're, they're pretty sarcastic, except for I'm not sure I would go to shows. Maybe you still would, um, but. Hanging and banging with the Apathy of Peace Brothers. I still don't get that. They literally introduce themselves from their same show by pronouncing their last name differently. Uh, it's just I, that. Well, the, at some point, one chose one, one chose the other, and they just went with it. Just I like guess. the whole. Yeah. But yeah, Vinny Bizarre, and Carmine. Right? Vinny Apathy and Carmine Apice. Yeah, um, it is confusing to this day. But hanging and I banging, just, baby. Couple of yeah. drummers talking about hitting shit with sticks. Sure. 
Yeah. So <laughs> so essentially, um, and I too yeah, am a we, fan of the Martin Popoff show. Mm-hmm. And and this means that if you subscribe to, we'll give you more information about uh, the benefits of this partnership later. But the one of the immediate benefits, if you are a Spotify. Uh, user is if you just subscribe to the Pantheon podcast feed, you will get all these shows, including ours, will pop up in your your feed is is our, for our latest episode going forward. So yeah, head on over to pantheonpodcast.com. That is P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N podcast.com and check out all the, the shows. You, you'll find us there along with all the other ones we mentioned, plus a lot more that we haven't got into yet. So, And i got to do more of a deep dive on, on our uh, fellow Pantheoners, uh, so to speak. So uh, I've had a chance to check out a few of the shows, but I definitely need to, to, need to get further into it. That said, we have uh, our own little social media group that I'd like to plug, Cobras on Fire. You can mm-hmm. find that on Facebook. If you follow the show and you're on Facebook, you should join our community. It's basically just kind of it's a private group. And it's sort of sort of show related uh, conversations between uh, ourselves and, and and the listeners. Even if you are somewhat new to the show, join that group because if you're just on our regular page, like you know on Facebook, you're gonna miss nine out of the ten things we post. Yeah. But if you're in the group and you're interested, you can get everything. Yeah, you can, you can really set it to what you want. You know what I mean? Correct. As far as the notifications, where. Yeah, that's a great point. And with the the algorithm with Facebook on on just standard pages, you know, kind of you have to hunt it out yourself to be honest with you just to kind of scroll through it. So, yeah, we really most of the things that we post, we really post in the group first. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, continue please about the rules. Yeah, and just uh but if if you do want to join, we do have some rules and it's actually only one rule. It's uh be kind and courteous. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, as as you actually wrote the, the the description here, act like Fonzie here. And what's Fonzie like? Fonzie's cool. Healthy debates are natural, but be cool. So, and you know what? For the most part, uh, that's been the experience of the group. So, uh, kudos to our, our members. I think we've curated our audience well, Elsie. Uh, so, uh, hats off to them for basically, uh, I don't know, just just being nice people. Being cool, debating, having hey. fun. Hey. Don't hey. yeah, don't yeah, report just, us to SoundCloud because you're sad. Yeah, <laughs> just just do your job. Do your job. Be a good, good group member. You know, share our our genius with the world. Debate, have fun, but be cool. Pretty clear, right? Yeah, man. I mean, we're we're not spending time blocking people. I mean, so uh, no. everybody's just pretty chill, man. Yeah. So, but there are others that have more. I don't know. More lengthy. Other groups? Yeah, other groups. Mm. Do you mind if I bring one into there, into the mix? (laughs) I can't wait. Okay, so, you know, just like I said, the the algorithm that Facebook gives you suggestions and things like that. So the other day, I was suggested that I should probably join this group called Three Sides of The Coin or A Coin. Which is it? A Coin or The Coin? Uh, the, the, it says The Coin, but... Uh, okay, The Coin. So you got my so invite. <laughs> okay. But uh, So I thought that was amusing. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I've heard some things about this group. We, we've talked about them a few times, so... I, I, used, to be a me- I used to be a member of the group, yeah. You, uh, you actually right. gave me the, the, the most obviously sage advice of my life. It was like, why are you still in that group? Because it, like, it made you mad. Yeah, right? I was like, you, yeah, well, yeah. What um, one of the hosts called me an idiot, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> for making a very salient point, by the way. Well, uh, we'll go into that. We'll go to that in a second. But yeah. the fact is, if you're not familiar, which I'm going to say you probably know, but it is a Kiss uh, podcast. And if you're a Kiss fan, maybe you're interested in joining this group, learning some news about the band. And, and things like that. So I, I clicked on it and I was like, oh boy, what's what's this about? And the first thing I saw was one of the things that shows up when you're possibly going to join a group, which I did not, uh, <laughs> were the rules, Please. which I found uh, interesting. So we we shared our rules. This is... Yeah. And, and just to remind people, our rule was be nice. That's it. Would you like me to just read off of the the, the group rules? Yeah. What is, so uh, if I wanted to rejoin uh, the three sides of the coin group, assuming I'm not banned, um, sure. uh, what would? Because uh, I don't recall, the, you know, going through the rules that when I was originally a member. Is it a public yeah. or private group, by the way? Uh, what's I, I? You know, I'm not even sure. I didn't go that deep into it. I assume right. you have to be. You have to apply, and then. Oh, it says it's public. I'm looking at it here. Oh, okay. So it's just a public. So it's different than ours, even, yeah. right? Yeah. It, okay. Okay. So it's just a public group. All right. So I'm gonna just read off the rules to you and just jump in if you mm-hmm. if you would like. Number one: Do not dominate the conversation with your views. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that that rule gets violated on a daily basis, in my experience. Okay. Do not attack anyone. <laughs> uh, no personal attacks of any type. Is calling someone an idiot on <laughs> a personal attack? I think because uh, I that I was called an idiot by the host of the show on that page, our group. Okay, but. okay. Uh, no hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's moving. a public group. Yeah, maybe I should be reading posts while you're doing this. <laughs> okay, yeah, it might might be. Uh, no racial slurs. I think that's I a, that's an easy one, probably, because most Kiss fans, they don't know the racial slurs that are out there. You know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> they only know, like, one. That's it. They never learn the rest of them when they're growing up. They're yeah. just they're too focused on the, uh, the minutia of, of the recording. The minutia. Of, 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 well, they don't know that word either. Yeah, they just You need to actually put that down to small details. Yeah. I'll translate to Kiss fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to understand, like, uh, by using the word minutia on their show as much as they do, they've already, you know, broadened the vocabulary of, you know, most no. of the, their audience. So. They actually think minutia is a racial slur for midget. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, th- that's actually a, a racial slur for tiny pickles. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, respect other differing opinions. <laughs> I don't have a brand. The, the 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 people that host the show should have fucked it write these rules. No, this might be from Facebook's guide in general for groups. Yeah, it must be some kind of like automatic autofill. Yeah, maybe they didn't actually write these. Maybe these are just the default <laughs> ones. If you don't want to change them, this is just the i the concept of a group. Uh, okay, so keep going. If you are going to make a claim, be prepared to support it. I'm sorry. This is definitely written by them because it reads, if you are going to make a claim, be prepared to support if with facts. That's definitely written by the... by the. Well, first of all, we know they mean it. 
Yes. Oh my God. Yes, this was definitely written by. The, the, I it, to me the the improper use of the word isn't that. It's like if you're gonna make a claim, be prepared to support it with facts. I don't have. We're talking a about fucking kiss here. What the fuck? Hey, um, what what? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it, all it is is people sharing their personal opinions on kiss and someone calling them a fucking idiot. I don't have. Uh, a like, how do you? How do you? What what fact supports your opinion? I think music from the elders a good album. Really? Show me the facts. <laughs> if you don't have facts, there are no facts, get out of here, idiot. Sir, you're definitely. I would kick you out. Just I would kick you out of our own group for making yeah. that claim. <laughs> I've thought of it many times. Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, uh, but my God, I mean, hold on for a second. Yeah. I just want to make sure you understand this. That this one's group ridiculous. Has been around for I'm going to call it at least six or seven years. They've yeah. never proofread their own rules right just just yeah. understand okay next no spam of any type yeah probably i don't know i, I that's an easy one i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh kiss members that uh talk about some prince uh that that wants them to invest and recommends them <laughs> well, they're just trying to share uh uh some great uh, financial business opportunities <laughs> with, with uh, that's right. their fellow mensa members I would just like to see if most people that fall from that scam are from this group. <laughs> I, what do you think the average IQ of the members of this group are? Uh, I think two days. I'm going to say... Chikini drags uh, it down. My eraser's well-worn because I make a lot of mistakes. Equal, equal, equal to or slightly less than Ted Nugent. Can we use that as the barometer? <laughs> oh, nice. Truth, yes. logic, and common sense. Okay. No off-topic comments? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Comments can be deleted. You can be blocked without warning. Again, that's grammatically incorrect on that uh, sentence, but should have a comment. Tommy Summers wrote that one. Uh, Oh, he did? Okay. All right. Uh, Any any comments? You you want me to I'll tell you what. Instead of commenting, I'll read that in Tommy Summers' voice. Comments can be deleted, and you can be blocked without warning. I'm just saying. Okay. Cool. How about this one? And finally, we'll just summarize... Please act like a mature adult. <laughs> well, how many members does this group have? Zero? Uh, because <laughs> I don't have a friend. Everybody violates every single one of these at all times. So, yeah, we need to amend some of these. So um, uh, well, from the top there, it should be do dominate the conversation with your views. Do attack anyone. Personal attacks of any type are allowed. Um, yeah. Hate. Mm-hmm. Hate. Hate. Welcome. Hate. Welcome. Um, let's go down to number five. Do not respect differing opinions. Uh-huh. Um, number going. six. If, you, if you're like us and have no idea what the word facts mean, then make sure you make people supply them. Um, uh, and I think I'll just skip to number 10. It's like, we're all a bunch of big babies, so... Uh, up yours. Uh, I don't have a friend. So what you're saying is, uh, at at press time when this goes live, I think I'm going to join the group, submit my my revised list of of group rules, and and see how quickly I get banned. What, what do you think? What I think you should do is join the group, and then yes. one by one violate these rules, screen cap it, and then see <laughs> if you can actually get kicked off. Oh, okay. Uh, see how I if like you can, if you can make it to number ten, do them in order. And see if you make it all the way to number 10 without getting blocked, uh, then uh, we share that with the group. 
So is my, I want to make sure, one of them is a little, uh, let's call it risque. Should my racial slur be saying the word minutia and see if somebody gets offended? <laughs> you know what, I, I'm trying to think, probably uh, cracker would be the, the safest racial slur. Okay. That works. Uh, I, I think you can, I think you can go that way without really having some repercussions in your personal life. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Honky, honky or cracker? Those are the two you okay. go with. I would stay I'll away. I wouldn't tread any further than that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But just see if it works. All see right. if they're see if they're enforcing it. I don't have a friend. I need some good songs to help me through the bad times. Melodies, some loud guitars, and words that rhyme. I don't need no symphony. Yes, just gotta breathe. All night long, a sweet love song about you and me. Let the bad times rock. as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Meet Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Ricky Rackman, Mark Goodman, Matt Pinfield, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, drum legends Carmine Apice and Vinny Apice, along with current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Except, Roxy Blue, and more panels, signing sessions, and vinyl and memorabilia vendors all available to you at Rockin' Pod. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, networking, and speaking sessions. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod weekend kicks off with a pre-party concert featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite. Plus, Ron Keel Acoustic, Rock United, and a rare hair set featuring many surprise guests. Rockin' Pod Weekend, August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP, podcaster registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod, brought to you by DBG Productions, Brad Lee Entertainment, and Incaptia. So 
We got Rock and Pod coming up here at the first week of August. You and I will both be in attendance. So if you're a listener, you should come out and uh, hang out with us. It's a good time. Uh, There's plenty of uh, time between now and then for us to to convince you and twist your arm. But uh, um, we got we got a little promotional pieces to help Chris with that, you know, in the works. So, yeah, yeah, if uh, you hang out with us, there's a good chance you could share a meal with me. Not with Baco. He doesn't eat. But, well, uh, you know, I, I do like uh, at, at eight a.m. and then probably around uh, midnight to one a.m. So closer to the show, we'll we'll be re, uh, releasing our own personal schedules, <laughs> itineraries. Yes, uh, yeah. My, you would not believe how many naps this guy needs. <laughs> I'll have those listed. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, uh, but a, a guy who's been, I believe, at every Rock and Pot, if not at least a couple of them, uh, producer Michael Wagner, also uh, a really fun guest uh, uh, for, that's been on the Decibel Geek podcast a couple different yep. times. Um, he announced his retirement after fifty years. He basically is shutting his studio down, and uh, he's just he's going to, in his words, I believe, see the world. So oh. I, I know a ton of records that that uh, still exist in a physical format in my house. Uh, were produced by him. Um, you want me to just hit some of my... Uh, I, I wouldn't even say... How about I list some of the big hitters, not necessarily my personal favorites? Yeah, man. List them off. Uh, I, I, it's too long to go through a lot of them, so I'm just going to sure. kind of hit some of the bigger ones. He did. Uh, he worked with Accept quite a bit. Now, he's he's from Germany, so you know he's got that connection with them. But uh, yep. So Balls to the Wall, uh, a, a pretty key record for that band, but he did... Like almost like four or five other records with him too. Uh, a couple of the Alice Cooper records he worked on as an engineer, uh, constrictor, and raise your fist and yell. Bonfire, a band you're probably not familiar with, I'm guessing, but I really enjoy the Fireworks record, and he was a producer on that. Uh, Dokken, he had a good stretch of, of stuff working with them off and on, breaking the chains under lock and key as producer. So he was not part of not Beast from the East, but uh, is another rhyming one. What was the oh, big one? Oh, um, Back for the Attack. Or... He's not. He didn't do that one? No, I can't remember who that was, though, either. Uh, Sorry, keep going. Anyway, Extreme Pornography, or as almost everybody in the world mispronounced, Pornography. Uh, it's Pornography, people. <laughs> Pornography. They even sing it uh, that me way. Me as well. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, he was a producer on that record. I know we both are a fan of that. Um, oh, yeah. A couple of the early Great White great white records. Uh, Keel, he did the self-titled, the third record from Keel. Uh, and I do think that is the best Keel record. Gotcha. Um, uh, he did some King's X stuff, so I'm sure Chris Sinzak has uh, got an erection right now. <laughs> oh, Master nice. of Puppets, he mixed. It's a very well-mixed record, that's for sure. I would say, I'm just going to jump in there, the best sounding overall. It's their best record, flat out. It's, yes. it's not my personal favorite. It, it really isn't, It, but everything is just perfect on that record. And, and, yeah, okay. And, and that's not a shot at any of the other albums, but... It's just it stands so much clearer. But anyway, uh, he mixed no more tears. Probably Ozzy's. God, again, you know, I much like Master Puppets, not my favorite Ozzy record, but it's probably the best Ozzy record. I don't know if that makes sense to people. I, I think fans of our ilk typically understand what I'm saying there. Like I understand that. Yeah. Um, Skid Row, of course, uh, he produced their first two records, uh, yep. and then came in late to work on some of that atrocious shit they're doing lately. Um, Striper, Soldiers Under Command, when he was at Rock and Pod, he did the albums Unleashed with uh, Michael Sweet um, uh, up there on stage, so people could watch that live. Uh, Warrant, Dog Eat Dog, I know a lot of a lot of you guys are a big fan of that record. 
White Lion, he did their first two big records, Pride and Big Game. So, and that, that that's just a summary of, of stuff he's worked on. He really has had an amazing career. Um, and yeah, and just congratulations on it. Officially announced on April 25th. Uh, it's apparently that was his 72nd birthday. So, uh, nice. all the best to you, Michael. If you go through his whole, just type in discography, Michael Wagner, and that thing goes on forever. As far as, as, far as somebody that's going to have stories, and well, my, do, do you well, mind if I just mention? Go ahead. I, no, I, my personal favorite Michael Wagner story that I heard, I believe, on Decibel Geek uh, was that he was uh, asked to mix the Look What the Cat Dragged In record from Poison, and, and he had the opportunity of taking a flat fee or points on the album, and he yep. listened to the record and took the flat fee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean... Look, it was a bad business move in hindsight, but I just like that fact. He listened to it was like... I'm going to take the guarantee payday here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, know, I, you know, if Michael Wagner wins the lottery, he's taking the lump sum, not the, the payouts over time. So. But have you heard the album? I yeah. think he made the right decision based, based on I think on a lot that, of people would have made that, that decision that he did, yeah. I mean, he's worked with these other bands, and he's like, you know, I don't I think this is going to make it all the way. Yeah. But there's no accounting for taste, people. Correct. Anyway. So, Yes, good, good. But do you mind if I just uh, yeah, share? Do you, do you have any thoughts on, on Mr. Yeah, Wagner? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I mean, there's of these, I'm just going to list my top three on here are going to be personal favorites are going to be both the, sla- uh, the sorry, both the Skid Row albums, mm-hmm. debut and Slave to the Grind, and Extreme Pornography. Pornography, there you go. All right, good. And Master of Puppets, those three that he was involved in. In or well, three bands, I four say, records, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but the thing that's interesting too about this is that, I do think the production you know, on uh, Slave to the Grind might be his best. If, I, I was it, just I was on the quality that. of the production, not yes. not talking songs, performance, anything. Just I think the, the sonically, that's probably my favorite sounding record he worked on as a producer. Correct. And it, what's interesting about those two is that you know there's there's of those three bands, each one of them has its own different kind of uh, yeah. mix or sound to it. There's not like a he's not like a Bob Rock where you right. know exactly pretty much this is a Bob Rock record. So yeah, because even the two Skid Row albums, they're different as far as the production style um, and how they sound, but not even including the songwriting. So anyway, I I, I was thrilled to meet him on the first the uh, the uh, the first Rock and Pod is when I met him, and I actually brought a couple of his CDs to to you know like Slave to the Grind to sign and really affable guy. Yeah. He, if you've heard of him on any of these Unleashed episodes on Decibel Geek, and I'm not sure who else he's done, he's uh, given interviews to overall, but definitely a lot of stories too. So you know, well wishes to the man if he's going to start his travels and things like that. Definitely an impact in in my life as far as music music so absolutely all the best michael so another music news uh, blaze bailey recently made headlines when he said i don't know why iron maiden chose me to replace <laughs> bruce dickinson me either
I just like the fact that every interview is all, uh, all always about him leaving Wolfsbane. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, um, who is Wolfsbane? I have never heard of him. A while back, Gene Simmons announced he's selling his house, the one that we all know from the the TV show Family Jewels. Uh, sure. Him and his uh, lovely bride are gonna apparently be moving to somewhere in Nevada, and then also they'll they keep their home up there in. Uh, Canada, where she's from, eh? And of course, Doc McGee was moving. Tommy Thayer was selling his house. So Paul Stanley is like, all right, enough of this shit. I'm not moving. I'm going to tear my fucking house down and just rebuild a new one. Why the no. fuck not? Uh, I'm, I'm fucking Paul Stanley. So, he's bored. And, and, and this is notable for KISS fans because Paul had something that you usually have to die to have, which is an estate sale. Uh, I'm not ah. familiar. Are you familiar with anybody having an estate sale while they're alive? Not really. The whole th- process kind of confuses me. But uh, yeah, it's usually like that's that's what happens. It's part of the will. You're just yeah. like divvying up the goods. So I'm calling bullshit. Paul just doesn't want to call it what it is, a fucking garage sale. What are you talking you about? Know, uh, it, yes, I think it, you've got it. Paul Sounds- Stanley had a g- fucking garage sale. And, and, and <laughs> I'll just paint the picture for you a little bit. Uh, you can find the photos on my favorite website, TMZ. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, apparently you know there was some Kiss memorabilia, but not cool stuff. It was all... You know, like leftover tour books from, you know, tours from the last decade, T-shirts from the last decade, shit that you would find at Spencer's in the last decade. So none of the really kind of really uh, deep and, and coveted kiss items that you might find in, say, Gene Simmons' office. Yeah, and then of course, like you can it's like here's a table that I used. He had an array of picture frames with pictures taken out, so they're just empty picture frames and they they got those little like little garage sale stickers on them, you know what I mean? And so all these photos show these things. It's like, you know, you can buy my shower, you can buy all this stuff that Paul Stanley used. Uh, a sofa, just a, a basically entire kitchen if you want. Um, it, and by the way, Paul, beautiful house. Although I, your decorating taste is a little tacky, uh, but yeah. uh, maybe that's Wait, how, maybe that's how Mrs. Sta- Mrs. That? Paul Stanley, though. I mean, who knows? But d- don't you think that Paul Stanley has a pretty heavy hand in the in the decorating of his entire house? Yes. I mean, I have me one break. room in the house and then the basement that, that technically, if you want to call the basement decorated, yeah, I, that's my taste. But uh, can I, I'm going to tell you too, all those pictures that were removed from those frames are pictures of him. 
just him, not family. Him. I disagree because uh, he would. They would have just autographed them and then jacked up the price. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or, or it would have been like a photo where he like just dribbled some yeah. of his paint, his watercolors on it, and called yeah. it a new uh, art piece. Uh, yeah. But, but I want to pull you back a little bit. How much of your oh. house does your wife let you uh, decorate? This, <laughs> and that's only one wall yeah. in here. It's yeah. the wall you can't see. This wall over here, and even then, you ended up embarrassing some contractor by having some socks hanging on a wall. <laughs> uh, exactly that, and uh, and for like different meetings, I had the Cobras and Fire poster over here, but now it can't be there because now there's video conferences. In short, yes. Okay. I don't have the whole thing like the, like the Stanley, like the Stanley yeah. has. I'm guessing all these these. Uh, these frames are very shiny too. A lot of bling, a lot of uh, yeah. They were they were gaudy and kind of tacky. I would like. That's what I mean. I, yeah. I don't even know if I would have bought one of them, but uh, sure. I'm a pretty classic guy. As you know, I, I've recently bought a bunch of frames, and they're black with glass. That's it. Yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it looks it looks almost like Liberace's garage sale, hmm. just slightly toned down. Hmm. Uh, that's a good. That's a. I, I think that's an the, app. The, the decor, I mean. Yeah, the decor it, it, it's, it's 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 like Liberace on two. You know, if okay. Liber, if Liberace is a full ten the whole time, Paul's <laughs> like Liberace on two po, two point five maybe. Right. So any any specific items you want to? There's things that there's a wish list that I have. I've I've already started writing down since you. you okay. Yeah. This, what do you got? Please list. Um. Well, I'm hoping. Uh, that there's already thousands of cut up bin versions of Soul Station that he's uh, <laughs> selling. Is that accurate? Uh, that'll be in about two weeks. There's a little bit long, oh, longer ago. Okay, okay. So there's a little bit of a time delay for that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do they still have cut up bins? I was just going to say the same thing. I think he, that, he's that, doing it himself. He's that, actually doing the cutting. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that they, they just do such limited pressings nowadays. The cut out bins, yeah, he's sitting there with a fucking pair of scissors. <laughs> or maybe he, he prefer, you know, they they call it still call them cutouts, but a lot of them were drilled. Maybe he's sitting there with Ooh. the with the fucking you know craftsman drill going. I'm hoping uh, for him too, too that kind of like the whole Star Wars holiday special that he has the the uh, like Blu-ray version of the Folgers commercial. Yeah, that he did. Yeah, what do you think? maybe. Yeah, full seven point one surround sound for that thirty seconds of glory, or oh. all the outtakes. What about he had like a two hour version of of them filming that day, just the backstage in the raw footage. I, I was hoping there'd be like piles of scarves, but then I'm like, well, he's he's not getting rid of those. <laughs> oh, come on, he's got to still go on bike rides. Some satin shirts. Yeah, <laughs> no way. He's got to go to Trader Joe's, look good. Well, he could get a new bike. Maybe he could sell his old bike that he's had for 20 years that still runs great. I, I'd like to see his his bike that you just know it's – he doesn't actually put like like my kids, I put their name and the phone number in case, in case some good person returns it or whatever. He just wraps scarves all around it. What do you think? <laughs> just identifying it? Gets caught instead in the of chain. Those, instead of putting the, uh, the baseball cards and the uh, – he just put scarves in the the spokes. Uh, you remember when your 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 jean leg would get caught in the chain, get all ripped up? <laughs> your, your cuff of your pants. That's what I mean? He's got fucking scarves just being yanked off him because it's getting caught in shit. Exactly. <laughs> Always have spare scarves. Yeah. I think that's some um, a good mantra. But go ahead. Yeah. What else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I didn't see anything that was to my liking, but. Um, other than maybe his guest house, could I just buy the guest house? 
Mm, I'm sure you could. I'm sure there's some kind of uh, agreement that could be. I want to know if they're going to like have like a like a, a trailer park trailer that they're all going to live in while the house is demolished and rebuilt. And because uh, he's he's got kind of the large clan, maybe he would get a double wide plop down for the temporary housing. Uh, yeah, he's what he's got five kids, uh, four of them still at Damn. home, something like that. I didn't even know that. Well, I guess I'd have yeah. no idea where where his oldest lives uh, uh, when he's not making horrible pop music. Maybe the, he has some like rejected uh, rose tattoo ideas before he picked the the one. He has like a sheet. Oh, you talking about his his tattoo? Mm-hmm. Maybe he had like maybe he designed a bunch of different ones before going with the one he got. I don't know. Uh, was one of them Cal- Calvin from Calvin Hobbes taking a piss on uh, Gene Simmons' asshole album? Oh, nice. Yeah, he's he's got he's actually has that tattoo, but it's in a place that doesn't get seen too often. <laughs> Uh, he, it's his it, Paul Stanley's tramp stamp is that. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> his Tijuana license plate is is Calvin and Hobbes or Calvin pissing on Gene Simmons' asshole. <laughs> or maybe it's just pissing into Gene's mouth, or maybe he's got Calvin pissing into his own mouth. I don't know. Sure, I think that's just all is a good tattoo to go with. That's, maybe that's maybe he still ha- he still has that cathode ray tube uh, uh, IBM PC that uh, he logs in via dial up uh, to, to check to check his tweets. <laughs> Time for some tweets. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> also, I was wondering how many um, indoor swings were being uh, sold. <laughs> Only a couple. He must have kept most of them. Uh, okay. You know, they're custom built for him. You know, to to hold sure. <laughs> to hold the giant uh, desktop computer and him. Uh, <laughs> I I just imagine him in the morning getting out of bed. And just like he does that thing where he goes to the center of the uh, the arena, he uses that to get to the kitchen in the morning, whatever that thing he does. Yeah. He has a whole system of those getting to each room. He puts he always puts he one goes one to the house like, like some kind of Cirque du Soleil act. <laughs> That's right. <what I> mean. <laughs> or maybe Tarzan. Uh, but. <laughs> but when he gets on there, when he's done having his breakfast, because he's he, you know he thrives for that on stage high. He mm. just finishes his Frosted Flakes, then gets on there. And there's like a soundtrack that kicks in as soon as he goes room to room. It's not frosted it. flakes. He's he's French pressing Folgers and right, eating right. some eating some fruit. Maybe a couple okay. almonds. But anytime is it like his dad? His kids are saying, "Dad, come here. I want to talk to you." He's like, "I can't hear you. Come on, say it again." And then he gets on his thing. What do you think? Well, no, he says, "I can't hear you. This ear doesn't work." You got it. You're flaunting. You got it. Get it. 
He says, I can't hear you so often because his head's turned the that's, wrong way. That's correct. That's, that's right. <laughs> As we are an educational podcast, I wanted to share an article from harvard.edu mm. that I was reading the other day, if I may. Yes. Is, that, is that where Luce Sr. went to school? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He mm. did. Yes. Got his PhD. Uh, Bought his first Bang & Olufsen when he was living there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, very nice. Very good. Uh, very good. high fidelity. <laughs> but but yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, and there was a recent uh, survey that concluded from 932 conversations between pairs of people that found that only two percent of the time those conversations ended when they were supposed to. <laughs> and how many, wait, how many people were involved in the survey? It's 932 conversations between pairs of people finds that most conversations don't end when the participants want them to. And what, what was the percentage that it did? You Only said? 2% of conversations ended when both people wanted them to, according okay. to the research. So that's roughly uh, 10, 10 total conversations out of 1,000. I'm guessing 10 of those times were, were when somebody called you. Uh, <laughs> that was not part of it. Okay. I, I can fair. guarantee uh, I, I don't have too many conversations with you that go longer than they need to or uh-huh. want to. Uh, they're, they're usually very, very succinct to the point. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think you have, um, although very blunt and, and at sometimes rude phone skills, uh, they're very purposeful. And uh, and to the I don't know they they get you moving you know what I mean on with your day yeah, yeah I would I would say for the most part one hundred percent of my conversations end with that <laughs> when I when I want them to <laughs> and that's part of it part of it here too first off when I read this though the headline was that only two percent of conversations end when people want them to so yeah. I'm just imagining. Okay. That we we live in a world where people are like, "Sweet Jesus, shut the fuck up!" All the time. <laughs> that's 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 how I first read this article. Is been like, is everybody want the conversations just to stop? Because I will say that there's definitely uh, situations in life like the conversation with the checkout clerk that asked me, "So what you got going on today?" That conversation I want to end 100 percent of the time. I mean, where, where are you going to go with that? Yeah, I'm here. I'm getting some groceries. Then I'm going to go home. Right. I so I, I have a, a couple examples of, of of scenarios that that have happened frequently that that I I struggle with very much like you're talking. Like, please go uh, ahead. Uh, getting my hair cut. Um, okay. You know, I don't have a regular stylist anymore, so I don't have any relationship. So when they start getting into, so, got any plans today? It's Tuesday and it's 5.30. Yeah, I got a fucking huge evening planned. Uh, I just got off work. I'm getting my hair cut and I'm going the fuck home. What more are we going to, you know, and it's just, at the same time, I kind of feel bad. They're just trying to probably make their day go by a little better and also offer some customer service. So I, I try to keep, but it's, I have no idea what to say. I'm just not built that way. Right. I, I just can't. The other one is when we were gigging. Every now and then, about, I don't know, maybe one in every four shows, somebody 
very earnestly and in in good spirits would want to talk to me between sets about gear. And I is I can talk to like someone about gear when I'm interested in what I'm like buying or something like that, but like I just freeze. My brain goes dead. It's like, um, well, I got a guitar cable. Um, that's my guitar. You know, but they, it's just, I, it's just really nerve wracking. And I always just, my, what I'm, I solved that one fairly early on. I'm like, and like, I would bring trouble into the conversation, pass this person off to them like a wingman, and then carry on with my business. And he was much better at it and, and would placate right. the, uh, the, 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 the young man. But so those are two Understood. things that came to mind. Uh, but yeah, the yep. haircut thing is still a struggle. The other one that, that I want to, to end 100% of the time is when I am asked, again, customer service people just trying to be nice, but it's something that I've never understood this question is, did you find everything okay? How about, especially, how about when you're in the Spencer's and they go, can I help you find anything? It's like, yeah, do you have a beaded curtain made of little <laughs> pot leaves? I'm also looking for an ice cube tray of dicks. And a shirt that says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Do you happen to know where those three very, I mean, such a random store that literally part of their training for that store should be never ask a question, this question here, because that's stupid. People yeah. come here to look at the shit and maybe buy something. You and know. make poor, poor buying decisions. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's that. Um, and, and by the way, just for fun. When some when somebody asks that, you know, did you find everything okay today? Just say no. Yeah. <laughs> See what the follow up question is because there is none. Yeah. There's just typing on and and trying to push you out because then they that is a conversation they don't want to have 100 percent of the time. Okay. I have to Both admit now, maybe it'll change now. Maybe you've kind of uh, shattered that bulb with me. That one question at that stage never phases me. I also try to uh, uh, because because of the world we live in, I try to assume that. Somebody was probably really shitty to this person at some point. So when I'm dealing with uh, anybody in retail or, or restaurants, uh, I just try to be maybe a little nicer than anything. But at the same time, I just say yes. As do I. Okay. I, I've only done it a few times. My point is for a social experiment, for the pure research, say no. And say nothing else. And see what happens. That's it. Not being mean. It's a question. Maybe you didn't find something. But say it like this, like... Uh, no. That's fine. Perfect inflection. <laughs> Try it out, people. Cobra hack. See what happens. Report back. Anyway. No, no, I, so, I have another thing. If you do want to have some fun, especially if you're with your wife and you're just uh-huh. in a store that you're not looking for a fucking thing. If sure. someone comes, hey, is there anything I can help you find? It's like, just say, no, I'm I'm here for shoplifting. <laughs> just little, tr- little things. Now, I thought it was that conversations were always too long, but it's yeah. two reasons. Okay. it's It's one People don't want to talk for the same amount of time, so they have a coordination problem to solve. Two, they don't know what the other person wants, so however they want to solve that problem, they can't do it because they need to know what the other person wanted. And other, the other part is politeness. You don't abruptly stop talking to somebody and walk away because it's not kind. Right. I have no issue with that last part. Absolutely. You like, do I, not. Yeah. I can just – there's all – you can fake an injury. My phone's at 3%. You can just – hit a button and say it's technology. There's all kinds of ways to end the conversation yeah. quickly. And, and you've, you've experienced all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I learned to, uh, like, it, it's a little off-putting when, when someone first gets to know you, but uh, you learn to kind of embrace it and roll with it. And uh, it's, uh, it's not, not a deal what, at all. What, but do you do this, the slow walk away, though, when you're talking to somebody and you're about, 
you're about done with the conversation. Oh, okay. more, you take at work, one step there's back. at least there's always one guy over the years. It's, it's it's been different people, but like they're literally still talking to you to the back of your head while you're across the shop, and they they can't possibly think you can hear anything they say. But yeah, Fair enough. I, I those people that just don't know when to fucking shut up, especially at work. It's like you understand we are working here. I maybe want to actually get to my job so I can go home at some point. You clearly just want to talk to me. And and also, it doesn't reveal the ages of people here because I'll tell you also people that 100% of the time want the conversation that end is that is in business. If I ever call anybody that's less than 33 years old versus texting or, <laughs> or emailing them, they immediately are like, what is this phone? Why is this person talking to me? Couldn't this have been solved with a with a quick quick text? Yeah. Right? So this I am telling you that that this will continue. I would say in five years, this survey is gonna find that one hundred percent of the time nobody wants to talk to anybody. What do you think? I think we're definitely heading that way. I mean, if if we're gonna follow the way things are trending, spelling and the ability to talk to people are just gonna be shot. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Autocorrect is going to fucking end in tons of miscommunications. And yeah. Yeah. All I got to say is that 20 years ago or 25 years ago, I remember when one of my employees quit by fax. I got a fax one morning. It says, <laughs> just says, I, I hereby terminate. I was like, I was like, that is a balls move. That's standard now. Pete, that's how people end relationships yeah. is by texts and stuff like that. So. I 100% agree. So just realize Harvard has confirmed that when you're talking to somebody, if you have any anxiety, I have a lot of anxiety. So for those out there that already have social anxiety, this this should just take it next level because <laughs> there's a very good chance that from the moment you start talking to somebody, 98% that this conversation is, is, is going on too long. So just know that that's hmm. that's I'm, we're helping you out here. We're giving you more issues to deal with. If you have a, a pos- <laughs> if you're if you're getting those that courage to go and talk to that that person that you wanna uh, you're interested in things like that, just realize when the conversation starts, they probably want you to shut the fuck up. Ninety eight percent chance per Harvard. So enjoy your day. I think my wife would say a hundred percent of conversations that I start uh, go too long. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. So, and I think this episode's gone too long. What do you think? I think I think people, it, podcasts, podcasts. If they're more than fifteen minutes, yeah. you better shut up. <laughs> yeah, this has gone on a little too much. Let's get out of here. Rock's not dead. You just got to find the right detour.
You know, I think I'm a fairly good typer, but uh, that sounded like about 90 words a minute. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.